whenever the Sunday school went away. The effect of losing the Sunday school in America has landed us in the mess that our nation is in tonight. And this past year, our high Sunday was 1,256. And we are our high Sunday this year of 590 on our buses. And we hope this Sunday is our super Sunday to be our best Sunday of the year. And we are aiming for an attendance of 2,000 this Sunday morning. And let's believe God to do that this Sunday. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tuesday night was a wonderful night. Brother Cornelius Williams stepped to this pulpit and preached to us, if we are the clay, an anointed apostolic message. The Spirit of God moved here. Some were baptized in the name of Jesus, and some were filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. Wednesday night, we did uh, something that was the first ever on Holy Ghost Radio, and we set up in a business with our chart and Bibles, and uh, Elder Johnny James taught on the apostolic doctrine for an hour and 45 minutes, and uh, we had over uh, 4,200 listeners to that apostolic doctrine Bible class. And last night, we had a live workshop and recording here, and we had an audience of five people, but there were a multitude of angels in the host, and the Spirit of God moved, and for an hour and a half last night, we had anointed Holy Ghost-filled church, amen, in a music workshop. That's the way God moves, amen. Tonight, we're honored for all the men of God that are here. I want you to stand if you're a man of God, pastor tonight. All the pastors, evangelists, stand right now. We'll hear from you in a little while. We want to recognize you. Amen. Just stand across the church. Let's give our ministering brethren a hand clap tonight. <clears throat> tonight, my greatest hero of all is here. That is my bishop, my grandfather, B.A. Spell. And in November the 6th of 1959, God called him to this city. And no devil and no board and no organization could stop him from having the unprecedented revival that has resulted the past 57 years of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The world is evangelized. There's hundreds of churches on foreign soil and stateside whose lights are on tonight because of the vision and the dedication of my grandfather and my bishop, B.A. Spell. Let's honor him tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Tremendous man of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Seven years ago, uh, when he refired, he didn't retire, he refired. He recently got his own place, and he's a bachelorette with a bachelorette pad in the heart of the city, and he's living the time of his life. But his, his wife, my grandmother, is in good hands, better than she's ever been tonight, the St. Clair Manor. Um, but I, honor, I give honor to my pastor tonight. I don't believe you can trade in one pastor for a new one. 
Amen. But this is my man of God, and I honor him and respect him. So we did not begin the bus ministry seven years ago. They began that many years ago in uh, Life Tabernacle. And um, not only buses, but vans and vehicles. Tonight, I'm honored to have also two other heroes. A young hero, Brother John Hare, is a great friend of mine, and then an elderly hero in Johnny James. We got two Johnnies tonight, and that's double trouble for the devil. Amen. <clears throat> double trouble for the devil. Hallelujah. God give us men. Times like this demand strong minds, great hearts, true faith, and ready hands. Men whom the lust of office does not kill. Men whom the spoils of office cannot buy. Men who have honor. Men who will not lie. Tall men, sun-crowned, who live above the fog in godly duty and apostolic thinking. Men who can stand before the demagogue and damn his treacherous flatteries without winking. For while the rabble with their thumb-worn creeds, their large professions, and tiny little deeds mingle in selfish strife, freedom weeps. Wrong and unrighteousness rules our land, and waiting justice sleeps. But thank God for the anointed apostolic prophets that are going to preach to us tonight. <clears throat> Let's stand tonight. Let's stand tonight. I want to welcome uh, our first speaker, Elder Johnny James. Come tonight, Brother James. Bless this congregation in Jesus' name. name everybody and when I say everybody I do mean everybody and I start that reading out with the dynamic youthful leader of the life tabernacle leading the apostolics of Baton Rouge he is your prophet shepherd your preacher teacher your leader feeder your elder bishop your minister and your servant he's a church organizer a prayer agonizer he's a writer and a fighter and a brother and my friend, and I'm talking about Pastor Tony Spell. I greet him personally. <laughs> and along with greeting him, I want to greet his darling and delightful, pretty and precious wife. We call him First Lady, First Lady Spell. She's one of the finest and the sweetest apostolic women I have ever met. And along with greeting her husband, I want to greet her in the world's greatest name. And also, on that everybody list, Bishop B.A., I want to greet you too. They said Bishop B.A. spell started this great work from scratch. Let me correct that. He didn't start this church from scratch. He started this work from itch. Wasn't for itch, wouldn't be no scratch.
and to all of the apostolics of Baton Rouge and all of you who have come to be with us and all of you out there in that electronic region that we call Holy Ghost Radio Land, the greeting is for you also and the greeting is in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name is an... It's an adverbial prepositional phrase, and the adverbial phrases are the ones that tell how, when, where, and sometimes why, and in this case it's how, when, where, and why is all in Jesus' name. And I've got to greet these outsta outstanding musicians in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible says in the 87th Psalm, a short Psalm, seven verses written in 536 B.C., it said there would be a place called Zion, and the Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Zion in the Bible is a trilogy. It can mean one or two or three of three places. Zion in the Bible is the Rocky Mountain Range around Jerusalem. Psalm 125, one day that trust in the Lord shall be is Mount Zion. Zion in the Bible, Hebrews 12, 22, is heaven. But in the 87th Psalm, a place called Zion, it said a man would be born, verse 5, full-grown man. How can a full-grown man be born? When he's born again in the church of the living God. And in the... In that place called Zion, where a full-grown man could be born, it called it 2,552 years before they showed up. Lead guitar, bass guitar, keyboard, organ, organ with the Leslie speaker. It said the singers, the players, and the instruments shall be there. Look at them. There they are. The Bible said they shall be there. I'm glad to have my wife on board. Mama, you on the list too. My wife and I will, will have been married this month 20, uh, 60 years. 60 years. This, this is for all you young fellows setting sails on the seas of matrimony. The secret is marry the right woman. And one of the ways to find the right woman is be the right man. I have, I have lived in the wrong city. I have worked on the wrong job. I have gone to the wrong school and majored in the wrong discipline. I have worshiped in the wrong church and served under the wrong pastor and got through all of that dumb stuff because I'm married to the right woman. Stand up, mama, let them see you. <laughs> Let's go to work. Proverbs 23, 23 in the Old Testament and 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 in the New. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 23, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. 
1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. And the name of this lesson, this is a how-to short lesson. I'm leaving plenty of space and room for the other Johnny who's coming on. The name of this lesson is How to Be an Apostolic. You'll notice I've taken a version of the Old Testament and a version of the New. And the purpose of that is to prove in a most profound, eloquent, and unequivocal manner that Jesus Christ is the God of both Testaments. If you think that Jesus Christ is somebody who popped up in the New Testament, you don't know who Jesus is. In the Old Testament, Jesus is veiled, but in the New Testament, Jesus is unveiled. In the Old Testament, Jesus is wrapped, but in the New Testament, Jesus is unwrapped. The Old Testament is the intimate Jesus, but the New Testament is the ultimate Jesus. The Old Testament is Jesus the innermost, but the New Testament is Jesus the uttermost. The Old Testament is Jesus contained, but the New Testament is Jesus explained. Old Testament, Jesus concealed. New Testament, Jesus revealed. Old Testament, Jesus in ritual. New Testament, Jesus in reality. The Old Testament is Jesus in shadow, but the New Testament is Jesus in substance. The Old Testament is Jesus in picture, but the New Testament is Jesus in person. Old Testament, Jesus infolded. New Testament, Jesus unfolded. Old Testament, the intimate Jesus. New Testament, the ultimate Jesus. But it don't matter whether it's old or new. Jesus is the God of both Testaments. The writer said in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Truth is not on sale at a Piggly Wiggly or retail outlet. When the Bible says buy the truth, it means once you have embraced the apostolic doctrine, which is the world's greatest message, you don't give it up for position, you don't give up your apostolicness for power, money, or nothing because it's the world's greatest truth. And so, the great St. Paul said, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Apostolic doctrine, theology, is the most provable message in the, in the entire religious conglomerate. And it comes out of the Bible. So you need to know how to be an apostolic. I like the name here. The name is Life Tabernacle, but it says the apostolics of Baton Rouge. You see, Baton Rouge should be the headquarters of Louisiana for apostolicness. And I am convinced if you who belong to the Life Tabernacle will line up with the great ministry of Pastor Tony Spell, in seven years, you can turn Baton Rouge into an apostolic city. Yeah. 
if you can give me just one reason why Baton Rouge, I don't care if Jimmy Swagger is here, give me one reason why Baton Rouge, Louisiana should not be an apostolic city. I'll eat a bulldog stuffed with bumblebees and won't put no ketchup on him. Baton Rouge should be an apostolic city. Since you're here and you apprenticize your grandson Tony Spell, the purpose of that is to make this city, Baton Rouge, an apostolic city. How to be an apostolic, and why shouldn't this be an apostolic city? If the Muslims can have Mecca, if the Catholics can have Rome, if the Jews can have Jerusalem, if the Mormons can have Salt Lake City, Seventh-day Adventists can have Loma Linda. If the Church of God in Christ can claim Memphis, if the Church of God can claim Cleveland, Tennessee, if the Church of Christ can claim Breckenridge, Kentucky, if country music can have Nashville, if the Latin Kings, Bloods, and Crips, and the Gangbangers can have Los Angeles, if the homosexuals can have San Francisco, if the gamblers can have Las Vegas. If the the no good 114th Congress in Washington, D.C. that won't pass no meaningful legislation. All they passing is gas. If they got a city called Washington and the mafia got Chicago and New York, how come Tony Spell and you can't have bad rules for apostolic city? apostolic. Here's how you'll be an apostolic. First of all, be a Christian. The Bible says in Acts 11, 26, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. The Bible said in Acts 26, 28, then Agrippa said unto Paul, all most are persuaded to me to be a Christian. And again, the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 16, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. We say the word Christian means Christ-like. Stop jiving. The word Christian don't mean Christ-like because you don't know nobody just like Jesus. But the word Christian, here's what the word Christian means on page 672, column one in the paragraph three of the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament words by the great Greek scholar, Joseph Henry Thayer. He said the word Christian is from the Greek word Christianos, and it means follower and worshiper of Jesus Christ. A Christian is somebody who follows Jesus and worships him. Matthew 4 and 10, the Bible says, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. If you worship money, you serve your job and your business. If you worship fashion, you serve clothes. If you worship education, you serve degrees. If you worship your body, 
you will serve exercise. If you worship your belly, you will serve food. If you worship basketball, you serve the NBA. You worship football, you serve the NFL. You worship yourself, you serve pride. If you worship sin, you serve the devil. Worship God, serve Jesus. You see those buses out there? That's what's going to turn Baton Rouge into an apostolic city. God bless you, Pastor, for going out and bringing them in and bringing the children. I like that Larry Carter Sunday school girl in a Friday night world. I was in the library back home in Springfield, Ohio, where we lived. And in the library, a gentleman walked up to me and said, hey, man, are you a Republican or a Democrat? I said, I'm an apostolic. I had to take 10 minutes. I had to take 10 minutes to explain to him apostolic was not a denomination. Apostol see, in, in a, a denomination, that's an arithmetic term. In a fraction, the number under the line is called the denominator. That's how many pieces something been broke up into. Apostolic ain't never been broke up into no pieces. Apostolic is not a denomination. And after, after, I, after I explained to him what apostolic meant, then he said to me, well, are you a conservative or are you a liberal? I said, well, the Bible says in Leviticus 19.2 and 1 Peter 1.16, be ye holy, for I am holy. The Bible says in Hebrews 12.14, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. I said, when it comes to holiness, I'm a conservative. But the Bible said in Acts 20 and 28, 20 and 35, it said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When it comes to paying tithes, giving offerings, and supporting ministries, I said, I'm a liberal. Don't hit me up. I'm a conservative when I need to be, and I'm a liberal when I need to be. <laughs> then the gentleman said to me, where are you on the left or are you on the right? I said, I am in the middle of the road because it's, in, it's a ditch on both sides. But then the elder Larry Carter, Larry Carter, he got to the real question. He said, are you old school or are you new school? I said, I'm Sunday school. Sunday school girl in a Friday night world. How do you be an apostolic? Start them out in Sunday school. Sunday school is the greatest service in the Christian church. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because this object, subject, and project is Jesus Christ. An object is what you look at. A subject is what you talk about. And a project is what you work on. And Jesus Christ is the object, subject, and project of the Sunday school. Bring them to Sunday school. Take them to, bring them to Sunday school. How do you be an apostolic? By being a Christian.
how do you be a Christian by being a Pentecostal? A brother said to me, I don't like the word Pentecostal because it ain't in the Bible. I said, where did you go to school? He told me. I said, what did you major in? He said, I majored in world history. I said, you should have gone to English class. You'd have gone to your English class. You'd have learned that a word has many grammatical forms. In the Bible, you don't find the adjective Pentecostal, but you do find in Acts 2 and 1, Acts 20 and 16, and 1 Corinthians 16 and 8, the noun Pentecost. Pentecostal is the adjectival form of the noun Pentecost. Pentecostal means you have had the experience that took place on Sunday, June the 2nd, A.D. 29, in the city of Jerusalem when the church was birthed. And when the church was birthed in Jerusalem on the day called Pentecost, they received the Holy Spirit and they spoke in language they never learned in school. You can speak Spanish. Deus is a spiritual Jesus is Dios. You ain't speaking in tongues. You're speaking in Spanish. You can speak Japanese. You ain't speaking in tongues. You're speaking in Japanese. Tongues are languages that they spoke on Pentecost they had never learned in school. On the day called Pentecost, they spoke languages they had never learned in school. And on the same day called Pentecost, they were baptized, over 3,000 of them, in the magnetic, the magnanimous, the magnificent, the mighty, the marvelous, the monumental, majestic, miraculous, the indestructible, the indescribable, the incomparable name of Jesus. somebody. Tell the church of God in Christ and tell the assembly of God and tell Jimmy Swaggart and all of the rest of them that hate the baptism in Jesus' name. You are not a legitimate Pentecostal. You can't be a Pentecostal without the baptism in Jesus' name. without being a Pentecostal. And the reason that Jesus came into the world, went to the cross and died, was to make you a Christian and a Pentecostal. That's what the incarnation is all about. The incarnation is when God became a man, Father became Son, God became what he was not and remained what he already was. When Father became Son and God became man, he didn't stop what he was already, he just became something else. Father became Son. And the purpose was to have blood to take to the cross and purchase the church of the living God. The Bible says in John 4, 24, God is a spirit. You know a spirit ain't got no blood. Acts 20 and 28, God purchased the church with his own blood. How did God, who was a spirit, get blood? By becoming what he was not and remaining what he already was. It's so simple, it's so easy. See, Jesus had an earthly mother and a heavenly father. All the stuff that Jesus did, you can do the same thing. He did it on his mother's side. But Jesus pulled off some stuff, never been duplicated, never been replicated. He did that on his father's side. See, growing up in Detroit back in the 1930s, 
people used to see me around playing marbles in the playground, and they say that boy Johnny James looked just like his father, the Methodist Bishop, Reverend Johnny James. My daddy was a Methodist Bishop and never found out what the method was. Others have said that boy Johnny James looked just like his mother, that Pentecostal apostolic woman, Bertha James. They were right. I looked like both of them. I got 23 chromosomes from my mama, 23 chromosomes from my daddy, giving me a chromosome number of 46. You medical doctors and registered nurses, y'all call that chromosomal compatibility. My father didn't do it. My mother didn't do it. Both of them together produced me, so they did it. I don't know whether they did it upstairs in the bedroom or whether they did it downstairs in the den. I do know what they did produce me. So here I am, take me or leave me. I got, I got light brown eyes. I got light brown eyes on my mother's side, but my ears stick out on my father's side. I got rough kinky hair on my mother's side, and I got a prominent nose on my father's side. I got full lips on my mother's side, dark brown skin on my father's side. I got long fingers on my mother's side. I got a football head on my father's side. I'm pigeon-toed on my mother's side. I'm bow-legged on my father's side. I got a sense of humor on my mother's side. I got an apostolic serious streak in me on my father's side. Let me tell you about our Jesus. Jesus was the son of man on his mother's side, but the son of God on his father's side. Jesus was the seed of David on his mother's side, but the ruler of David on his father's side. Jesus was the seed of Abraham on his mother's side, but before Abraham on his father's side. Jesus was finite on his mother's side, but infinite on his father's side. Jesus was natural on his mother's side, but supernatural on his father's side. Jesus, Jesus was ordinary on his mother's side, extraordinary on his father's side, physical on his mother's side, spiritual on his father's side. Jesus was temporal on his mother's side, but eternal on his father's side. He was six foot tall on his mother's side. He filled all space on his father's side. Jesus walked by the sea on his mother's side, walked on the sea on his father's side. He preached the word on his mother's side. He was the word on his father's side. Jesus got hungry on his mother's side, fed the 5,000 on his father's side. Jesus died on a cross on his mother's side, but he rose from the dead on his father's side. Jesus got his body from his mother's side. Jesus got his blood from his father's side, and he took that blood to the cross and purchased the church with his own blood. And when you have the Pentecostal experience, only then can you be a Christian. And when you become a Christian 
and a Pentecostal, that makes you an apostolic. I am apostolic from the cutaneous apex of my cranial structure all the way down to the oscalcis, the subtater, the cubo, the calcaneal joints, and out to the phalanges. What did he say? All he said was he's apostolic from the top of his nappy head to the bottom of his rusty feet. I'm apostolic through and through. Ain't nothing right but apostolic. I wouldn't be nothing but apostolic. The apostolic doctrine is the world's greatest message. The apostolic doctrine is the world's greatest truth. And we as apostolics are the only people in the entire religious conglomerate. The Buddhists don't have it. The Muslims don't have it. The Confucius don't have it. None of them have it. We're the only people on the planet that can tell them how to make the trip from earth to glory. And the, work, the instructions are in our book. It's the book we call the Bible. Why do you think we call it the B-I-B-L-E? Because they've got the best instructions for leaving earth. Don't leave here and not be an apostolic. Be an apostolic. And to be an apostolic, you got to be a Christian. And to be a Christian, you got to be a Pentecostal. So you might be like me. I never studied accounting. All I know is black means you made money and red means you lost money. I don't know nothing about debits and all that, but I do know I am a CPA. I am a Christian, I'm a Pentecostal, and I'm an apostolic, all wrapped up in one. Don't let them steal the meaning of words. We are the true faith in the planet, and here's how you become an apostolic. Be a Christian, and a true Christian will be a Pentecostal, and a true Pentecostal will be an apostolic. So get ready, apostolics of Baton Rouge. Take this city for Jesus. You have the authority, you have the power, and you have the right. You can take this city for Jesus. It's time now to take cities. 8 chapter of Acts, verse 4 says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Verse 5 says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and preach Christ unto them. Verse 12, when they believed the preaching of Philip and the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Verse 14 says, when the apostles which had Jerusalem heard, Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John. Verse 15, when they came down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And verse 16, for as yet he, he who, Holy Ghost, had fallen on none of them, save those only that were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You cannot be a Christian, Pentecostal, or an apostolic without being baptized in Jesus' name. That's the only baptism ever practiced in the Bible by the church. A guy told me, he said, you ain't got nothing but Acts 2.38. I said, you must be crazy. I got Acts 2.38. I got Acts 8.16, Acts 8.38, Acts 9.18, Acts 10.48, Acts 16.15, Acts 16.33, Acts 18.8, Acts 19.5 and 6. 
Many baptisms took place in the book of Acts. All of them in Jesus' name. And in conclusion, I'm wrapping it up now. How to be an apostolic? You can't be an apostolic unless you obey the book of Acts. Somebody said, what you going to do with the Old Testament? I'm going to read it through, pray it in, write it down, work it out, and pass it on. But the Old Testament doesn't tell nobody how to experience the second birth and be born again. Second birth, born again. You only been born once, got to die twice. You don't want two funerals, then you better get two births. Make sure you've been born again. They call the Old Testament the, the Old Covenant. God gave the Edenic Covenant in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 1:28. Adam sinned, God put Adam out of the garden. God gave him the, the Adamic Covenant, Genesis 3:15 through 19. Genesis 6 through 9, God gave Noah the Noahic covenant. Genesis 12 chapter, verse 1, 2, 3, God gave Abraham the Abrahamic covenant. After giving the Noahic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant and the Adamic covenant and the Edenic covenant, 2 Samuel 7, 16, God gave David the great Davidic covenant. Deuteronomy 30 and 3, he gave them the Palestinian covenant. God took seven covenants, wrapped them up in one package, and he gave us a covenant called the new covenant. And the new covenant is the water baptism in Jesus' name. The new covenant is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And you can't get that until you obey the book of Acts. They said, what you going to do with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Matthew wrote to the Jew, said Jesus is the king. Mark wrote to the Romans, Jesus is a servant. Luke wrote to the Greeks, Jesus is a man. John wrote to the church in the world and said Jesus is the word, Jesus is God. Matthew told you what Jesus taught. Mark told you what Jesus wrought. Luke told you what Jesus brought. And John told you what Jesus thought. But then none of them tell you how to experience the second birth. You can't get that until you obey the book of Acts. And look what they do. They run through the Old Testament. They jump over the Gospels. And they land in Romans 10 and 9. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That has tripped up a lot of people. That's the most abused verse in the Bible. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Listen, Tony Spell, the pastor of this great church, invited my wife and I here and we could have stayed in Ohio and said, believe on the United Airlines, we'll be in Louisiana. Believe on the airlines, we'll be in Baton Rouge. If we don't go to an airport, get on an airplane and fly here, we ain't gonna never be here. These false prophets, these soul husbands, these ecclesiastical pimps, these messengers of Satan and angels of hell are telling people to be saved and not telling them how to get saved. You can't get saved to your first, you can't be saved to your first get saved and you can't get saved until you obey the book of Acts. If they jump over the book of Acts, uh, the four gospels, if they jump over them, I don't care if they land in Revelation, Jude, three Johns, two Peters, James, Hebrews, Philemon, Titus, two Timothys, two Thessalonians, Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians, Galatians, the two Corinthians and Romans. Go on back to Acts and repent. Go on back to Acts, get baptized in the name. Go on back to Acts and get the Holy Ghost. Then, only. And after you do that, after you do that, then we'll go to Romans and talk about being saved. From Romans, the revelation is written to people who have already obeyed the book of Acts. You cannot be an apostolic without being a Christian. You cannot be a Christian without being a Pentecostal. 
and you can't be none of them until you obey the book of Acts. Apostolic, the greatest thing that ever happened to planet Earth. If you don't become an apostolic before you leave here, you are not in a condition to leave here. So buy the truth and shut it not. Stand on it. Don't let nobody move you off of it. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. It is the most provable doctrine. It is the most provable theology on the planet Earth. I, Johnny James, am an apostolic, and I wouldn't be nothing but an apostolic. I'm going to tell you a testimony and let you go. My mother is the hymnologist who wrote this song. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, I'm giving this pastor to I'm giving this to Pastor Stoney. This is all of the words to the song. My mother was married to my daddy. He was a Methodist bishop. And my mother wanted my daddy to be saved. My mother fasted three days straight through, 72 hours, didn't eat no bread or drink no water for one year for the Lord to save my father. My mother got so skinny she could stand under a clothesline and be in the shade. After fasting for the Lord to save my daddy for over a year, the Lord spoke to my mother and said, I am never going to save your husband. Take the prayers off your husband and put them on your son, Johnny, because I'm going to save him and use him for the apostolic message. Wasn't too long. I was saved, been an apostolic ever since, and wouldn't be nothing else but an apostolic. Anybody ask me what I am, I don't tell them I'm black. I don't tell them I'm red. I don't tell them I'm a Democrat or a Republican or independent. I tell them the greatest of all, I'm an apostolic. And you need to be one too. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What kind of church is this? 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 This is an apostolic church. This is an apostolic church. Somebody's going to get washed in the name of Jesus Christ tonight in the water before this night is over. Somebody's going to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. You can walk out of here apostolic. No matter how you walked in here, you can walk out of here apostolic. Oh, Lord, what kind of church is this? It's an apostolic church. What kind of church is this? What kind of church is this? It's a hand clapping. What's coming?
Holy Ghost after this doctrine of preaching tonight. I feel the Spirit of God breaking out in the sanctuary. Somebody believe God for Baton Rouge. Somebody believe God for Lake Charles. Somebody believe God for Moss Bluff. Somebody in Holy Ghost Radio Land, believe God for your missionary. Believe God for Belize. Believe God for the Philippines. Believe God for wherever you're from. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's only one thing right, and this is it. Oh, this is a holy church. This is a sanctified church. This is an apostolic church. Jesus. Amen. How many of you has been blessed and helped by the preaching of Brother Johnny James tonight? Hallelujah. He could have went on and on and on. Amen. Tonight we want to, we want Brother Yandris to come again. Amen. The choir is going to sing right now. Don't be seated, but just reach over and tell somebody, this is how you're apostolic. If you want to know how to be apostolic, look at me, act like me, worship like me, amen. Somebody get out of their seat and worship God tonight. Somebody get out in the front, get out in the aisle. We got a one God, Jesus name song, we're getting ready to sing. Y'all join with us. Come on, put your hands together. Worship the King, say. Worship the King. The God. The God of Israel. Worship the King. Worship the King. The God of Israel. The God of Israel. Worship the King. Worship the King. The God of Israel. Worship the King. When we sing this song, we hold up our One God banner. Now, everybody that will take a One God sign, they're coming around right now. And we want you to shout with this one sign. Y'all ready? Worship! Worship the King! The 
said, quote that scripture for me, Luke 6 and 23, rejoice in that day, leap for joy, and leap for joy, the Greek scholar said, you don't leap to get joy, 
But when you get the Holy Ghost, you get the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. And it does something to your feet. They can't stay on the earth, but they got to 